Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. Uh, got a great guy. Listen, you're not going to want to miss the show today. Troy Maxwell, stud, right? He is the, uh, not only is he a buddy, but he's a, he's a founding pastor of Freedom House Church and the author of, you got to get it right, The Panic Room. And we're going to unpack on the show today the idea of standing for truth in challenging times. You're not going to want to miss the show. Michael Wall Show today. All right, so guys, we got Troy here in the room, and we want to talk about this topic today because I really believe that, you know, Troy, this is something that our culture has kind of gone off the rails in a lot of ways. I mean, people are looking for where to go, what to do. They're kind of running kind of like a chicken with the head cut off is how I feel. Yeah. So I'd love to start a little bit just to share with the audience a little bit of your genesis, kind of where you kind of got into ministry, got okay. into doing what you're doing. I know you're a big CrossFit guy. You love yep. to stay fit, stay active, be on the front, be on the cusp of what's next, yep. and really kind of trying to be a d- disruptor for truth. So what does it look like as far as your genesis, which got you into saying, I need to stand for this? Well, it kind of started back when we started our church 19 years ago. We moved from Richmond, Virginia with our three kids, four, two, and not even one. <laughs> you can imagine that in yeah. our little red Volvo yep. station wagon with 220,000 miles on it. Wow. Picked up. God spoke to us to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. We'd never been there before. We didn't know anybody in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we just picked up and moved and started this church from scratch with about 34 people. And uh, wow. people gave us a hard time about the name Freedom House Church yeah, uh, because they thought, man, it sounds like a drug rehab Yeah, facility. recovery. What is yeah, this? recovery. <laughs> but it came from John 8, mm. you know, where Jesus was talking to the Jews that believed in him. And he said, if you know the truth, you shall be, you shall be free. Mm. You shall know the truth and the truth. And there's an understood that you know. So mm-hmm. you shall know the truth and the truth that you know shall set you free. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a there's an understanding with that word no. This is what really changed our kind of whole idea of what freedom look like looks like. Um, we realize a lot of people don't know the truth or they they use what's called experiential truth. Mm-hmm. So my experience yeah. determines how I make my decisions. Mm-hmm. When in reality, God, I'm a Bible guy, so mm-hmm. the Bible determines our direction, our trajectory. So let me ask you this question. When you talk about, because you talk to people in life, right? And, you know, they have different experiences. uh, They've gone to different churches. They've read different even versions of the Bible, whatever it may be. Or maybe they've seen someone, right, that has said, hey, this is what I believe, and then they didn't live it. So they're saying, I don't want anything to do with that kind of truth. Right. What's your conversation or thought with someone like that? Well, I I think it's, First of all, everybody has their own life that they've lived mm-hmm. and their experience. And so I think it's difficult to judge them, first of all. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to discover it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so my job as a pastor is to shepherd, to guide, to guard, to govern. So my, my job job is to, to help people see the truth and then apply it to their life. And really over the last two years, it has been during everything that's been going on, it's really come to, a, I believe, a head. Yeah. And there's been a shift over because there's so much difference between people who aren't really trusting in the truth, experience, and then what truth really is. Well, and I think you're seeing a culture today, too, and you see it as new people are coming in. I mean, you guys are blowing up there, yep. right? I mean, you're really, really expanding, doing a great job in Charlotte. 
what, three, four campuses now, yep. and you're yep. continuing to grow, and you're seeing people that are saying, okay, you know what, I need to find something to pin my life on. And right. it's almost like it's almost like the prodigal son, right? Going out there, and I just wanted to experience the world and experience life and live yeah. laissez-faire and yeah. do whatever I I want to do what I want to do, right? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I remember what uh, Zig Ziglar said. He talked about, um, what if you had a racehorse? Would you keep him up half the night and make him drink, you know, have him drink booze and smoke cigarettes and kind of go out and do all these kinds of things? And he's like, well, of course I wouldn't do that. He's like, well, what about you? You got a multi-multi-billion dollar, not even fathomable cost-wise body yeah. And yet you're doing these things yourself. He's like, yeah, but that's me. I can do whatever I want for me. And Zig's right. like, well, what do you got against you? Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's the idea now. People are in a place where they're saying, I'm, I'm searching, I'm seeking, but I can't find anything. Right? So let's talk about standing in truth in these challenging times. And Troy, one of the things that I want to ask you is I've watched you grow and kind of watched you, not only as I've been up there and see what you're doing and looked at the campuses, but also, you know, kind of watching some of your story online evolve. What do you think that looks like today, in 2021, as we say, you know what, we're, we're drawing some lines. Yep. We know that any time that truth is shared, there's going to be controversy. And truth is very obtuse. It's not, it's not your opinion, right? Two plus two is four. It's not five. It's yep. not three. doesn't matter if you feel like it's seven. <laughs> it's four. Yeah. Okay? So truth is obtuse. From your perspective, as you're shepherding and guiding and kind of helping people find their way in life and find who God is, you know, Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. What do you look at and what do you look for as far as implemental things? Hey, this is these are things that I want to lead people through. Well, I, what reminds me of what you're talking about is Daniel. Mm. I'm a Bible guy. So mm-hmm. if you look at Daniel's life, him... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his three buddies, they were thrust into a culture mm-hmm. that was counter to their values. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. We're in a culture that's counter to biblical values. So there's a couple ways that you can uh, encourage people to take that step. Number one, by example. So you can't be a hypocrite. Yeah. You've got to live it out. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Right. You're honest. You're vulnerable. You talk about your ups. You talk about your downs. Yeah. You talk about your imperfections. I like to look at it this way. You might be flawed, but you're favored. Mm, that's and good. So, so David was flawed. Daniel was flawed. But what he did is he showed an example. Mm-hmm. He wasn't disrespectful to the king. He wasn't disrespectful to the people that were in leadership, mm-hmm. but he showed them that his values were something very important to him. You know, he got, yeah. he said, they, they told him, if you pray, mm-hmm. you're going to get thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. You're going to get thrown into the lion's den. Right. So what did he do? He went and prayed yeah. three times a day. Yeah. And he got thrown in the lion's den, and then God showed up. Yeah. So the second part mm-hmm. of that is you show by your example. The second is you just let God do his thing. Mm-hmm. And what happens is people see the testimony of your life because you've adopted, you've connected with truth, and then they go, well, I guess this God is real. I'll give you an example, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about, you know, right now it's it's Pride Month mm-hmm. in in America, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. This is June, by the way, twenty twenty one. If yeah. you're watching this so, another time, yeah, yeah. So, um, and a lot of people are talking about LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. Well, we're pretty strong that homosexuality is a sin, mm-hmm. gay marriage is a sin. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we don't keep gay people or homosexuals or lesbians or any of the LGBTQIA from our church. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting. We speak the truth. They show up. Mm-hmm. They keep coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they walk through the doors, and their lives are changed mm-hmm. because they see around them people loving them, people mm-hmm. caring about them. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we approve of their lifestyle. Right. 
because we're not going to back off the truth right. in order to make people comfortable. Right. We want to make them uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be for the guy that's sleeping around on his wife mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. stealing money from his company. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really easy to graduate graduate sin in a, in a certain situation, mm-hmm. but truth is truth. Mm-hmm. So by an example, by God's testimony, and then love them. Love mm-hmm. them right into the kingdom of God. And so that's what we're seeing. I love and, that. And we've, we've seen people um, that are married man to man, woman to woman, mm-hmm. break up, mm-hmm. get their lives together, get baptized, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And that's yeah. just one story of yeah. one particular aspect And it seems to be a big issue. It's, it's interesting, because if you're watching this and you're like, man, that's... That's crazy. That's kind of that may feel like hate speech, whatever it may be. But what's interesting is when you actually come close to that's the, the truth. truth, man. Yeah, when you come close to the truth, you understand the truth. When you live the truth, right now you're in a place where you're like, you have to make a decision. It's almost like it's it's like walking close to a fire mm-hmm. and expecting not to feel warmth. Yeah, you're gonna there's gonna be a reaction. That's why they killed Christ. Yeah, I was talking with somebody uh, the other day. We were flying back from extreme hike, and uh, you know Troy, I was talking to her about the idea of we are to be truth tellers and truth livers in our lives today, right? <clears throat> and she said, it's so crazy, though. You just don't see people doing that. I said, well, I said, a lot of people aren't doing it because they're afraid of the ridicule. They're, they're afraid of the, the shunning. They're afraid of the... Cancel. The, it's yeah, a cancel the cancel culture. culture. What's going to happen? Canceled. Exactly. And I said, when you think about it, people are saying they're believers, they're Christians, and yet they're fearful of, 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 the, of the fire, the flame. Right. Uh, and, and look at what they did to Jesus. Look at what they did to all the disciples. And here's a guy that could fix and do whatever you want to do, and God even says we can do greater things than these, right? Right, right. right. But here's God in flesh, and they crucified him for being perfect. Yeah, yeah. So when you think about that, I think that's something we have to get our expectations right. I love the other thing that you said, Troy, and I want to just kind of dive into this just for a minute. You talked about let God do his thing. I believe, you know, I grew up in a pretty conservative church, conservative Baptist church, learned a lot of scripture, right? A lot of do's and don'ts, though. A lot of, we'll call it legalism in the space. And um, if you're not familiar with that, this is a little bit deeper, you know, <laughs> go Google legalism. You'll, you'll find out what it is. Or maybe we'll talk about it. Troy will talk about it on another show. But at the end of the day, you know, what's interesting is that's kind of how I grew up, right? And then we came south and we had another church and kind of this experiential, whoa, you know, all this kind of yeah. stuff. But now it's like, wait a minute, let's, let's make sure we keep the balance, and but also let God do his thing. Because I think sometimes believers sometimes want to take the reins. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit as far as believers walking through yeah, life yeah. and trying to live for truth, but not taking the reins and letting yeah. God actually do his yeah. thing. Well, you know, think about it. I-, I love to hang out with people who are not saved. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think it's a part, as a pastor, most of the people I'm with are Christians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have <laughs> yeah. to go out of my way yeah. to try to find people that are not saved. And what ends up happening is I get around them and I don't have to really do anything. Mm-hmm. I just be me. Mm-hmm. I just live me. Mm-hmm. And then it's amazing the conversations that come out of it. Mm-hmm. And they see God. God starts doing stuff, mm-hmm. little things. Mm-hmm. And they go, man, I think that was God. Yeah. And they get refreshed. They get challenged. They start asking questions. Mm-hmm. And so I think... When we try, as believers, anybody, try to make something happen, I think you get yourself in trouble. Just mm-hmm. let God do his thing. Maybe, mm-hmm. Michael, you're the guy that's supposed to sow the seed. Mm-hmm. You, mo- you don't see any reaction in that person, mm-hmm. but you have no idea what's going on underneath. Yeah. 
Maybe you're the guy that comes along and waters the mm-hmm. seed that I planted. Mm-hmm. But the Bible tells us it's God who gives the increase. Yeah, that's right. So He's the one that makes it happen. He's the thing that makes. He's the one that makes the thing grow. Yeah. So we got to just back off and go. Michael planted. Troy watered. Right. Now let God do his thing. Yeah. Be a part of wherever you're to be at the moment and not try and create a moment that's yeah. not there. And that's what truth does. Yeah. Truth is the seed of change mm-hmm. in someone's life. Mm-hmm. If, if Jesus said it sets someone free, mm-hmm. then we have to trust that the truth. So we don't back off of it. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing for me and If my we really wife, believe that. If we really believe, if we have yeah. a conviction about yeah. it. And let me tell you, I think people are looking for conviction. Yes, they are. And, and not waffling back and forth. Right. Well, I don't know what I believe. I yeah. don't know. Man, I'm going to stand for yeah. my convictions. Yeah. I'm going to stand behind it. Yeah. And if I know that it's God's word, then I'm going to stand fully yeah. behind it. And so my deal is I'm going to be convicted. I'm going to have values. I'm going to have action behind it. Yeah. And and God does the rest. He's the one that sets them free. Their heart is opened and things change. Some people get mad at you. Some people walk away from you. That's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay well, and, with and that. at the end of the day, Troy, I think you know people are going to get mad at you anyways. I know. You know, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. We, we live in a place in our culture today that you, you know, this tiptoe yeah. conversation yeah. Yeah. doesn't get us anywhere. One of the things that I think about. So, if if we talk about this, is what hit my mind when you were saying that. So, we talk about somebody. Let's say somebody's watching this show, and and, <clears throat> and maybe they're like they've they've kind of been waffling on the line a little bit. They know what truth is. They're they're just, you know, they're afraid of putting themselves out there. Maybe they're in a place where if they really live the way they need to live, it could cost them their job, yeah. or it could be, yeah. you know, real economic kind of issues that they experience. And, and, of course, in our Western culture in America, you know, we are not. That's one of the things that I experienced when I went through that extreme hike is like, man, we got to put ourselves in a place where we are um, really testing ourselves, getting way outside yeah. of our comfort zone. That's the only place growth happens, which we know. But someone's watching right now, and they're in a place where they're just like, you know what, man, I just, I wish I could step out and do that. I wish I could take that step and really be firm, but I just, I don't have the confidence to do it, or I'm not sure how, or whatever. What's your advice to someone like that? I would challenge you that really you do have the courage. I don't think you're even thinking about it if God hasn't put it inside you to actually make that change, make that step. And so if you're even asking that question, you're the one. And so uh, let me take you back to last year, you know, 2020, um, the government came in, said, shut down America, shut down churches, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Four or five weeks into it, I start to get a little frustrated. I know that if I open my church, I'm going to catch some flack. Mm-hmm. The way we open our church is a big deal in our community. Mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. We stepped out. We went for it because I believe church is essential. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a part of... The importance of now, COVID's real, coronavirus is real, all that stuff. But also know God is real as well. Yeah, and I would rather come against fear. Yeah, and and institute faith in a situation like that. It took a lot of courage, and what it did for my wife and I is it shifted us and gave us clarity mm-hmm. about who we were. Mm-hmm. You stepping out, mm-hmm. somebody stepping out, in that confidence, a little scary. Yeah. Little risky. Mm-hmm. You might lose your job, mm-hmm. but I promise you, God will bless you on the other side, mm-hmm. yeah. big time. Yeah, and it may not happen right away. <clears throat> no, you know, you're in a situation where you're like, okay, where's the? Because God is not this genie in a bottle. <laughs> hey, Lord, um, I'm having trouble right now. Can you help me with? Hey, yeah. Lord, I'm having yeah. trouble right now. And that's, I think, unfortunately, that's where, um, you know, when you talk well, we about, want that instant gratification, right? And when you talk about truth, people are in a place where their perspective of who God is and how He interacts in our life. Mm-hmm 
you know, is like, wait a minute, what's going on? It's almost like the footprints in the sand sometimes. We're like, God, where were you? And I, he's like, I was carrying you. You didn't even know it. Right. Remember this? Remember this? Remember right. this? Remember right. this? Remember this? And that kind of thing. So I think that's important. Listen, I want to I want to kind of land the plane on this show, but I want to have, um, uh, we're going to take it to another show, and we're going to dial in on the next show. We're going to talk about putting truth into action. So I want to leave you with Pastor Troy having some conversation about what are some real practical applications where you can take some things that you know are truth and apply it to your life, watch your confidence grow, watch God work, and really see your world change. Troy, thanks so much for taking a minute on this show. We're going to go to episode two in a minute, so hang tight. We'll talk to you all soon. But before we get there to the next show, I want to make sure that you do one thing, maybe two things, maybe three things. (laughs) It just depends on what you're doing. Here's what I want you to do. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. Make sure you click the notification bell. Check out what we got got going on. A lot of great things. Just had a show a little bit ago talking about telling your kids no. Kind of a conversation as parents we need to be having in our culture today. Um, The second thing that I want to challenge you to do, I know there's at least three, four, five, maybe 10 people, maybe 20 if you're, you know, excelling in your Rolodex of texts that you've connected with today that need to hear this message. They need to be encouraged. Send this to them. Send it to them whether you listen to a podcast or watching on YouTube, however you're listening or viewing or connecting to the show. And last but not least, listen, it is my desire and intent to help you all in your life to live on purpose so you can live with purpose. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next show.